I am Jimbo Paris, and you are listening to the Jimbo Paris Show. Hello, Miss Woodbine. Welcome Hi, how are to you? Jimbo Paris Show. Can you please begin by giving me a brief summary about yourself, who you are, what you're about, and what your message is? Sure, sure. Who is Georgia Woodbine? I am a change agent. I'm a manifester. I'm a creator. I'm a light worker. I am a communicator. I am a teacher. That sums up Georgia Woodbine. As far as my message, my message is basically sharing my personal experiences, facing obstacles, setbacks, and challenges, and how to overcome those challenges as a life coach. My mission in life is, and I'm going to share this with you during an interview, is that you know everyone should have a mission statement for their life. Most people think a mission statements are for corporations or for not-for-profits or for businesses, but everybody should have a mission statement. And my mission statement is I, Georgia Woodbine, am here to empower, encourage, and motivate 1 million plus people to transform their mindset to change their lives. And that is my mission. So how do you empower and encourage people? Well, the first step is to... And one of the things I always share as a life coach is that you cannot change what you don't confront. So if you're looking to change your life, it's almost like you want to do things the same way. What is what is insanity? Doing things the same way, expecting to get a different result, right? So changing your life is always about changing yourself, changing bad habits, changing the way you do things, learning how to prioritize your life based on things that are important to you and things that make you feel happy. So my big message is how to create the life you love. There are so many ways that you can create the life you love. Once you start to let go of past experiences, let go of preconceived notions of what you think happiness is and letting go of anything can be difficult but it's really about changing the way you look at things there's a famous quote that i love and it says when you change the way you look at things the things you look at change and that is so powerful it's always about your mindset and how you look at your life and how you perceive situations once they come up, because life is unpredictable, right? The only thing in life that is constant is change, you know? And so it's always about, and feel free to interrupt me at any time, because I'm sure like with the work you do, you have so much that you do as well. And I was looking at your show and I said, wow, this is so amazing that, you know, you're taking the time out to not only share your talent and gifts with the world, but to bring other guests that align with your mission and what you're trying to put out into the universe. Because it's always about connecting the dots, right? It's always about connecting the dots. And once you are aligned, meaning once you are spiritually aligned, you'll start to see people, things, uh, resources, They you will attract them to you. And it will come very 
quickly and it will become and it will come very easily. Right. What sort of motivated you to become a life coach? It's always about your experiences, right? I mean, for me, it's always about what happened. What was the mess in the message, right? What happened to you? Why you decided to go this route? Now, becoming a life coach was not something I actually thought about as a career or thought I would do. All I know is I love to write. I had the gift to write. I love to talk to people. So I had the communication skills and and becoming a life coach, I kind of like fell into it. Early on in my career, I worked in the music industry and I managed artists and producers and I worked for, you know, uh, record labels, radio shows. And so it was never, ever something where I thought about, okay, I could actually do this and get paid for it. It was just something that I enjoy doing. And so for me, it's really about lasering in on your passion. What are things that you love to do? What are things that bring you great joy? And for me, it's always about sharing my personal experiences on how I learn to overcome obstacles and, and, and step over roadblocks and, and get to wherever it is you want to go into your life. You know, I think that most people don't realize that they have the power to change their lives. So me as a life coach, that's, that's my mission. My mission is to share with others that the power, the, the happiness, the joy, the, the success, everything that you are looking for externally is within you. If you take the time to look, you will find. There's a saying, seek and you shall find, right? So it's always about you taking that time out to really get to know who you are. You know, the most important question in life, Jimbo, is who am I? That is the most important question anyone could ever ask themselves. Who am I? I'm not talking about your job title. I'm not talking about the name that you've been giving at birth. I'm not talking about the labels that society has put on you. I am talking about what is underneath the surface. What is underneath all that stuff? Who are you truly? What is your true intention? What is your purpose? What were you born to do? What what were the gifts that you were given from birth that you have that some people have not tapped into and some people never tap into? Don't you agree? Yeah. Some people never realize that they have all of these things to share. Now, as a life coach, I have come across three types of people. One, misplaced achievers. Two, successfully discontent. And three, successful achiever. So I'm going to break down what does that mean? What is a misplaced achiever? That is someone that is in the wrong job, doing the wrong thing, not feeling happy about what they're doing, not feeling like they're paid what they're worth, but they have great talent. They have great gifts. They have natural abilities, but they have not figured out what they are. So those are misplaced achievers. The second category, successfully discontent. Those are people that make all the money in the world. Money is not an issue. They can have whatever they want, but they feel like something 
is missing. Their life is missing some type of fulfillment, some type of purpose. And then you have that last category, the successful achievers. Who are those people? Those are the very small number, unfortunately, of people that have learned to connect the dots. And people might say, what do you mean, Georgia, connect the dots? I mean, they figured out what their talents are, what their gifts are, what their natural abilities are, what their job experience is, and what their education is. And they have learned how to connect those dots to create the life that they love while living in their purpose. And that's the last category that most people want to get to is to become a successful achiever. So me as a life coach, that is what I do. You know, most people say, what separates a therapist from a life coach? Therapists go back to your childhood. I meet people where they are and say, where is it that you're trying to go? There's so many, and you'll see it too, and I'm sure you do see it, coaches out there that say, do this and you'll get this in X amount of of days and X amount of weeks. And life doesn't work like that. Because if you have not given the person the tools the tools that they need to change old habits and ways of doing things, they're not going to be successful at that. Why? Because they're not good at that. And just because you made it doing that does not mean everybody can make money the way that you have, because we all have unique, authentic things about ourselves that make make us who we are. So everybody can't do it the way you, you did it and think that that recipe is going to work for everybody. Think about it. We're all so different. We, we've all been exposed to so many different things, different cultures, different, you know, different people, different experiences. It's not a one size fit all. It's just not. So you have to learn what does that person have that they can maximize their talents with? Good answer. Good answer. And do you think there's certain clients that you've had that fall into multiple categories in these three stages you've described Absolutely. throughout their lives. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I was in that category at one time. I think every one of us has been in one of those categories at one time, right? I mean, you don't just wake up and figure it out. You know, life is like a puzzle and I'm a grandmother. I know I don't look like a grandmother, but I am a grandmother. And my grandson, I remember he's four years old and I remember I bought him a puzzle and I took the pieces of the puzzle and threw it out on the table. And he's never really learned how to put puzzles together. I mean, it was like 12 to 18 pieces. It wasn't that much, but he was like so taken back so frustrated, so overwhelmed at all these pieces of the puzzle. And he's looking at it like, what do you want me to do, Jima? I don't know what to do. And, and, and life is like that, right? It's like all these pieces of your life that you're trying to figure out. And sometimes you take pieces of that puzzle and try to push it with another piece and it doesn't fit. And so because it's not working, whatever it is that you're doing, it could be your relationship, it could be your job, it could be your finances, it could be your health, it could be any number of those things. But you're trying to fit pieces of the puzzle together that don't work. And so what happens when you do that? You become stressed, you become frustrated, you become overwhelmed because what you're doing is not working. So you have to figure out another way. There has to be another way. And 
Let me ask you this question. Who are you? Who am I? I'm a change agent. That's who I am. That's who I am. That's what I do. I, everything that I do encompass around my mission statement. So what does this mean? That means that everything I participate in, as such as this interview, every client that I work with, every uh, speaking engagement that I do, every radio, podcast, whatever it is that I do, has to align with my mission statement. And my mission statement is who I am. I'm a change agent. That's who George Woodpine is. My mission in life is to share with others how I was able to come out of situations as being a single mom, you know, being in debt, um, struggling with careers that did not fit my purpose or even my passion and how I was able to to transform my life. Because it's about, I'm a lifestyle transformation coach. I'm not just a life coach. I'm about you showing you how to transform your life. And it's, you have to do the work. And even as a life coach, I have clients, but I can't do the work for them. They have to make a commitment to themselves that they want this change to happen. And change doesn't happen overnight, right? It takes different steps. So it's really about making that commitment to yourself and saying, I am going to do things different so that I can see different things. Because in life, if you continue the same bad habits or the, the your circle, you know, I used to talk about the circle of five. Who was in your circle of five? Now, I remember, you know, I wrote a book about how to choose your career path that I actually created a curriculum curricula for high school and college students. And I remember asking them, who is your circle of five? Because if you are the smartest person in your circle, you need to change your circle. Because why? You're not growing. You're not evolving. You need to be around successful people. You need to be around people that are going to bring positive energy into your life. Not naysayers, not people that say you can't, you can't do this, or, you know, it's never been done, or, uh, or how can you accomplish that if you don't have X, Y, Z? Those are not the people you need to spend time with. You need to spend time with people that can see your potential, that can help you tap into your highest potential. Now, I think that the most important thing for people to understand is that you cannot change your life if you do not change your mindset. Your mindset has everything to do with changing your life because you cannot change what you don't confront. If you have certain weaknesses or you have bad habits or ha you have things that you've been doing that hasn't been working for you, if you don't confront those things, you're not going to get on this journey to transformation. You have to, and it's hard and it's painful sometimes because what's the hardest thing for people to do? To look in the mirror at themselves and say, what do I need to work on? It's always easier for people to Judge other people, make judgments on what everybody else is doing, except for looking at them in the mirror at themselves and saying, what can I do to become a better me? Now, go ahead. I was going to share something else about when I talked about changing your mindset, because I think that everybody in life thinks that if they just have this one thing, it's going to make them happy, right? If you just had that great job, if you just had that great relationship, if you just had X amount of money in the bank, if you just lived in this location, you know, but it's really not about that because when you accomplish getting the things that you want, there's always going to be a desire for more. 
you know, when you look at commercials and you see they say, okay, you need to have this car because if you have this car, it's going to make you feel great. Or you need to buy this. Look at ads everywhere. You know, look at all the energy around you. You know, people don't realize it, but the average person has between 12,000 and 60,000 thoughts a day. And of those thoughts, 95% are repetitive and 85% are negative. So if you're constantly inundated with all this energy coming to you and you don't learn how to pull yourself away from that so that you can learn how to to find that peace place to get clarity, you're going to be constantly consumed. You know, what you're looking for, people don't realize what you're looking for is not the external things. What you're looking for is the emotional feelings that you get from these things. So what is it that people really want? They want to be loved, right? They want to be appreciated. They want to be respected. You know, that's what people really want. So they think by having these things, it's going to make them feel those emotions. So if people understand that when you start to attain more things in life, you have more fear of losing them. You cannot be attached to material things. Because why? Because you lose things sometimes, right? You lose your job. You you lose this. You lose that. I mean, I've been through so many periods of loss in my life. So that's why I can help other people get through that process in life. Because I've, I've dealt with losing a job. I've, I've dealt with having health issues. I've you know, I've dealt with losing my home, you know, so all of these things that people deal with, it's like, I, I connect with them because I understand how it feels when your life is out of control. And it's okay sometimes for your life to be out of control. And I know people are saying, Georgia, what do you mean? Why would anybody want chaos in their life? Why would everybody, anybody want things upside down? Well, because if you don't, work your way back to the bottom, how do you rebuild? You can't rebuild on top of something that's already there. You have to build from the ground up. And sometimes it requires you losing certain things in life and and people in your life and, and, and different situations that may come up in life that may catch you off guard and you're like, why me? It's not why you, it's why not you? Because you have a gift, you have a talent, you have a natural ability. You know, you look at other people and it's like, it's not that they're so much better than you or smarter than you or any of that. It's just that what? They're different. And that is what separates ordinary people from extraordinary people. So what are some of your best client success stories when applying all of this, this information and this sort of knowledge base that you have? Well, I think one of the main things is like I have a couple of on- online classes and helping my clients. Another course that I have is how to write a book, book in 30 days or less because I actually challenged myself to do it. And so I share the tips with people that are really trying to to uh, create that book. And like I said, because I did it in 30 days, I could tell you what I did, but you have to make that commitment to make it happen in 30 days. So a lot of my clients, you know, they've been able to change their careers because of working with me. They've been able to change relationships, you know, that wasn't serving them, jobs, you know, created like businesses for themselves. So lots of different things on different levels. You know, like I said, it's not a one size fits all. It's really about what 
is my client looking for and how can I serve them? And so I don't just take on anybody that says, okay, George, I want to work with you because we have to be a good fit for each other. I'm not just going to take your money and say, if I see that this person is not willing to make the commitment and do the work, I'm not going to take your money and say, okay, whatever happens, what happens, because I would be doing you a disservice. It's really about being honest and open with my clients so that they can see what it is that they need to change. So what is your, well, you sort of explain this by saying you want a client that's open and a client that is willing to change, but what in your eyes is the ideal client? And then after that, so I've already answered that a bit, what in your eyes is a client that may not be so ideal or perfect? Well, an ideal client for me is, is, is one, somebody that may be trying to write a book, right? Because that's what I have experience doing. Someone that may be looking to change their careers because I've done that. Another could be someone that's retired, that's hasn't, you know, even looked at anything else that they can do, but now they have all this time, they don't know what to do. So that would be my ideal client, someone that's retired, someone that's an author, someone that's a speaker that's trying to figure out how to get speaking engagements, someone that's an entrepreneur that's um, trying to figure out how to generate income from what they do. So that would, those are people would be my ideal client base. So there's no clients that you would ever recommend to maybe a different sort of coach. What do you mean by that exactly? So let's say, for example, you have a client, they come on and would you ever tell them, look, maybe you're a different match. I don't really want you. I don't really want to work with you. Not saying that you're limited. I'm just saying right. all coaches have clients that they just can't work with. Right. Would I refer to another coach? Absolutely. Why not? You know, who knows? Maybe that person would be a better fit for the individual. Of course, I would definitely refer people to, to you know, to other coaches. I have no problem with that. I have a, a network of other coaches and, you know, we share information all the time. So I would be totally open to that. I have no problem with that. Very good. Very good. And to further just look at this questionnaire, what attributes do you find are ones you would not want? to work with in a person? That's what I'm really asking. (laughs) Well, that's a hard question because I don't just think about people and say, okay, why wouldn't I work with this person? I would have to evaluate each each situation. It's not something I could just throw out there and say, okay, they have to be this, this, and this, and this, and I won't take them. You know, I have to give people an opportunity. I'm not just going to um, shy away from them initially, but that's why with all my clients, I do have a questionnaire that they fill out before we even get to that first stage of consultation. Because if they answer those questions a certain way, then I know that, okay, maybe this is not a good fit, you know, and that's why I come up with those questions. So I guess that's the best way to answer that. I don't know if I I would really say, okay, well, a client does this or this or this or this, I'm not going to work with them. Because you know, you, you, you have to give people an opportunity, you know, initially, I'm just saying that if I connect with someone, but we don't connect, (laughs) you know what I mean? I may speak to somebody, but I don't feel the connection. So there has to be a connection. Everything that I do has to be for me. And I don't know about other coaches, but spiritually aligned, you know, I, I operate off my discernment. 
you know, my spirit of discernment. And I have to feel that connection that, okay, this is going to be a good match. So I, I guess that's the best way to answer that. I, I have to feel that we have a connection. And after we've talked and I, re- you know, and I could look at this person and say, you know what? Okay. I can help you with, with this, you know, because if you work with somebody and they're coming to you for different things that you haven't really done or been successful at, then how can you help them? So that's why I was saying you have to know who, like you said, who's your ideal client, people that are trying to do what I'm doing, you know, authors, speakers, writers, you know, trying to write a book or trying to get speaking engagement. These are things that I've been successful at changing your business, you know, coming out of a career that you you don't really like and trying to figure out how to generate income. Those are the people that work for me because I can share what I've done to transition my, my life. So I guess, you know, that's the best way to, in a nutshell, to describe like the type of customer base and the type of people that would work for me. And speaking of people, who is the person that influenced you to pursue your career as a life coach? Wow. Who influenced me to do that? I I don't really know if, I don't know if anybody really influenced me to do it. I think that my mom is a big influence in my life. She's my big, a big spiritual inspiration to me. And I think for me, how I even became a life coach, like I said, you know, first becoming a writer and writing several books and not even knowing that I had the the talent to even be a life coach and say someone can pay me for this service. So it was really about me taking the time out, like I said, to find out who I was. Who am I? You know what I mean? It's really about you digging deeper to become one with your true self. And how do you do that? You you learn self-discipline. You learn how to pull away from things so you can hear the, the get the clarity that you need on which direction you need to go. And so I don't know if anyone per, per se that said, Georgia, you should be a life coach. I think that my experiences and being a, a manager working in the music business, which is kind of like managing an artist or a producer, it kind of just transitioned to that. It wasn't like I really thought about it. And that's really what I'm trying to say to other people. It's like sometimes in life, it doesn't have to be exactly as people think, meaning it doesn't have to be a one, two, three step. It could be different things that show up in your life that comes up as signs for you to make a transition in your life. So for me, it wasn't, no one ever said be a life coach. It was just that everything that I did kind of connected. You know, remember I talked about connecting the dots? your talents, your gifts, your natural abilities, your skill set, your education, job experience, things that you've learned and pulling them together. And then that's when I had the aha moment of, wow, okay, this makes sense to do this because it aligns. And it's really always, always about alignment and being in alignment and being connected so that you, you know when to make moves. You know when to take the next step. You know when to call this person. You know when to send that email. You have to be in alignment. And that's basically how I operate. I don't, I don't, I have to be in alignment for things to connect. That's basically how I function. And I wanted to share though with your audience. I don't know if I, I told you, but I wanted to share a free gift with your audience. And that is the five 
Secrets to Turn Your Passion into Profits. It's a free guide. And they have to go to my website, www.georgiawoodbine.com. They can put their name and their email, and I would send the guide to them immediately. One of the things that I want to share too, Jimbo, before we go, is that this changed my life, okay? This is called the Create the Life You Love Vision Planner Journal, okay? Now, I created this, but I was walking around, even before I became a life coach, I would walk around with a notebook and I would write down my goals and I would write down my vision and things that I wanted to accomplish. And so, that's what really helped me to become successful because what? Out of sight, out of mind. So I created this vision planner. It's very similar to a vision board for your audience, people that don't know what a vision board is. It's basically a board that you put up with pictures and words of positive images, positive affirmations, things that you see yourself doing, places that you want to travel. It doesn't matter. It goes across the board. Maybe uh, whatever you see for your life. That's what your vision board is, right? It's your vision. And so I created this vision board planner, which is basically like an on-the-go on vision board. So basically it has like every month from January through December. And in the book, it has your affirmation stickers that you put on for each day to kind of keep you motivated, keep your mind, you know, in a good place. And then you have here, Questions, and this is as a life coach, this is why what I do. Those important questions that you have to ask yourself, what will I do to feel good this week, right? Something simple, but something so important. Your mind map to put all your ideas down. You know, your goals, right? What are your goals for each day? So this basically helps you map out your life. And that's really what helped me, you know, to to figure out what it is that I wanted to do, how I was going to do it, writing down goals, making a commitment, setting deadlines to those goals and really staying positive because there's always two voices, right? It's the negative voice that says, I can't be that. I can't have that. I can't do that. And then there's a positive voice that says, Yes, I, I have. I, I, I'm smart enough. I'm good enough. Good enough. I have the ability. I have the skill. But then they combat each other. Right. Those voices. So it's always about turning down the negative voices and turning up the positive voices so that you can change your life. Hmm. Very good. And when you pursued this career, what were the what was sort of the biggest failure you had to go through? and accomplishing your goal to being the woman you are today? So many, <laughs> so many. You want me to go down the list? I mean, where does the word failure come from anyway? I mean, it's really about you becoming better, right? You know, I don't even know why they came up with the word failure in the dictionary, because I think that when people hear that, think about when you were in elementary school or junior high school or even in college, and they said you failed something. How did that make you feel? I think that a lot of times in life, we associate failure with not being good enough. And that's not really what it is, because maybe you just didn't prepare for that exam while you failed, right? Does anybody ever stop to tell students, okay, you know what, what did you do or what didn't you do while you got this grade? It's more of, oh, you failed, you know? And so, for me, it's it's really getting past all those 
those uh, negative voices that really hold you back from pursuing whatever you want to pursue. I remember back in college, you know, my professor told me I was a horrible writer. All right. So that's something somebody told me, but I could have believed that. I could have said, you know what? I'm not going to pursue becoming an author because author because my professor told me I was a horrible writer. So it's really about getting past anything that makes you feel bad, getting past your pain. Okay. Sometimes in business, someone, listen, I've had several businesses. Okay. Before this one, I've tried many things. They didn't all work. I had to try and try again, right? That's the saying, try and try again. So the first business may not work. The second may not work. I mean, the third might not even work, but you're learning, you're growing, you're evolving, you're getting knowledge, you're getting experience, and you're learning how to do things. So for me, there are a lot of things that didn't work out. I mean, I just don't like using the word failure because I really think it's really about moving forward and learning from your past and doing things differently and approaching things differently and being open to learning from somebody else that knows more than you and sharing your ideas with others, you know? So there were a lot of things that didn't work, but I said, you know what? I know deep down that there's more. And when you have that gut feeling, it's something that it's like a burning fire inside you. And it says, there's more, there's more to this thing called life. There's more that I should be doing with my life. There's more that I need to share. There's more. And once you start to hold on to that, that fire inside of you, there's more then you will see your life start to unfold. It, it doesn't always make sense the way you expect it to, right? Because we always have a perception on how we think should things should be and when they should happen. And it doesn't always happen at your timing. But it's, it's about holding on to your passion, holding on to that burning flame, that burning desire in you. And that's what helped me to get to where I am today is to get past the pain of feeling like I failed at something and moving forward anyway. Pretty good. Now, I think another thing I would like you to do is I would like you to sort of showcase sort of your website and maybe share it here if you'd like. Sure. So if you sure. can uh, go to your website and then share it there and I could put it up for you. Absolutely. So it's www.georgiawoodbine.com. Um, like I said, it, I'm sharing with your audience that free gift the five secrets to turn your passion into profits. It's a free guide. That's right. I said it. It's free. Okay. So go to the website, check out the, you know, the free guide, look at some of the other tools that can help you get to that desired place in your life. There's a lot of other products that I have on my site. If they go, there's some online classes on my website as well. Um, and also if they're interested in, in reaching out to me about consulting them, you know, all that stuff is on my website. You can find me, you can Google me, you can find me anywhere. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, Google. <laughs> so just Google Georgia Woodbine and you will definitely find me. And to add to that, what what are some of the best products and services you provide there? So if I was one of the people here and I wanted to explore your content or maybe 
look for some services or the best things to get from you? What are some of those things? You showed us the book. What else? Right. I think it, it's up to the person. I have I have different types of products. I have products on how to change your career path. I have products on how to attract the right person into your life. I have things on how to um, become a better you, you know, health and wellness. I the, the common line, I would say the common thread between all of my products is how to become a better you. So whether it's your career, whether it's your health, whether it's your relationship, whether it's changing your job, that's where you'll find it. Each product offers a different thing. Now, when it comes to job and business and career work, what are the primary pieces of advice you can offer to some people here? Oh, I have plenty to offer, but I'll keep it to I'll keep it small. I'll keep it to three. Uh, one is to always know your why. Always know your why. Uh, know why you're doing what you're doing. Know why you're spending time doing what you're doing and know what the purpose is behind it. Because when you know your why, you won't get sidetracked. You won't get pulled into things that don't align, like I said, with your mission statement. Remember before I talked about creating a, a mission statement for your life? Know your why. Because your why is, is the reason behind everything that you're doing. And, and, and be honest with yourself and what that why is and not, you know, I want to be successful because I want money. No. What is it really? Why do you want this? Why do you want this? And be honest. Do you want to prove something to somebody? Do you want to be uh, well known? Do you want people to, to, to like you, to love you? Like, what is your why? Um, get to the bottom of that. Um, two, prioritize your life based on things that are important to you. Um, why I say that is because time management, I think, is a thing that people struggle with. And so they don't know how to manage their time. And when you prioritize your time based on things that's important to you, you won't waste time doing things that don't align with what you're trying to create. Another thing is to, like I said before, this is a key, key, key set goals. Set goals and be specific with your goals. You can't just say, I want to do this. You have to like really think about what you're trying to create. Think about what you're trying to achieve and be specific about what things you want to make happen in your life and start writing down your goals. And you said you were a college student before. What sort of created that rift or that change for what do you mean when I was so in college? So you said you were a writer before. Well, Did that no. Did ever have any gravity? So I was writing, but that was just my gift. It wasn't something I went to school for. Writing wasn't something that I was taught. It's something that I had the gift to do. And so that's what I'm talking about when I say people have different gifts and talents and things that they're good at. It wasn't something that I got training to do. I just started to... I really started out as a journal. You know, I started writing in a journal and just writing down my ideas, writing down how I was feeling. And then I remember how my first book came along is that I had a major flood in my home. And the only thing that survived was my journal. And that became my first book. So it wasn't something I went to school for. I went to school for computer science. <laughs> you know what I mean, how, how many people go to school for something and they end up doing something completely different? And they're still paying that school loan off. So it's not always about what you think you're going to school for. Sometimes you may, life may take you in a different direction. And so 
I wrote that career book, like I said, for high school and college students to help them. I wrote a book called How to Choose Your Career Path, and I created a curriculum around it. And what I did was I get I got contracted with high schools and colleges to teach to the students to really tap into how to, to find their career path, because I think a lot of students struggle with that. And I think that a lot of times people go to college and don't even really know. I mean, you may have some students that really know what they want to do, but you have some that are not really clear on what they want. And so that's why I created that book to really, when I was in school, I didn't have that. I didn't have someone say, okay, well, I have a chart that says these are the different types of careers that you could do. These are things that you enjoy doing and how could you match them up? I don't remember having that in high school. So I wanted to create something different for students that are really unsure about what they want to do or even how they can go about doing something that aligns with something that they enjoy. Because, I mean, people could go after jobs all the time. You remember I talked about successfully discontent people? You know, you pursue a career because your parents told you to or because your friends told you to or somebody around you, you know, a mentor, anyone may have said this is the role you need to take. But you know, it's really about figuring out what's best for you. Right, right. And sort of, what do you think is more important, following your passion or just doing something that you should be doing or something that you think you're good at? Well, following your passion will keep you on the path. Following your passion will make you get past the obstacles. Following your passion will make you get past the failures. Following your passion will bring you joy. It will bring you happiness. It will bring you fulfillment. Now, of course, you have to have a plan. You cannot pursue something without a plan. And you have to know financially where you are and what you need to do to put this plan into action. And that's why I talked about setting goals and knowing what you're doing and having a strategy and figuring figuring out a plan on how you can transition. You know, there's a saying, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail, right? So you always have to have a plan, no matter what it is. Now, when you're following something that you think you should be doing or that you think you're good at, a lot of times you may get to that point where you get frustrated because you're... You think you should be doing this, but you're not really sure. When you have a passion for something, you're sure. You know. I talked about that fire, that flame inside you. When you're following your passion, you know. So you're going to do whatever you need to do to stick it out. You know, I'm sure you're not just doing the show because it's something you think you should be doing. I think it's something that you probably enjoy doing, right? It's something that you feel good about doing. So it's really about, you know, following your passion, but being smart about the plan. You have to have an exit strategy for anything that you're going to do in life. You can't just jump into this this and not figure out what the steps are to get there. You have to have a plan. And when you're coaching people, do you ever, how about this, this is a different question. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the difference between a coach and a counselor? What do you do that's different from what a counselor does and what are some of the misconceptions people have about what you as a coach can do versus what by definition you do? Because I feel like a lot of people don't know this. Okay. So let me first explain that what I do is 
basically meet people where they are and help them bridge the gap. Okay. As a life coach, that's what I do. The misconception that people have now therapists. Well, I'm going to tell you the difference between a therapist and a life coach. A therapist goes back to childhood and tries to confront things that happened in your past. Me as a life coach, I help you where you are now and focus on where you're trying to go. So I focus on the present, the present moment. Why? Because the present moment is all we really have. You can't worry about your past. You can't fret about your future. you got to worry about the right now. So me as a life coach, that's what I help my clients with. I help them where they are now and help them bridge the gap to where they're trying to be. Now, a lot of people, it's funny you say that because my husband, his tennis friend, I said, well, what do you, what does your wife do? He said, she's a life coach. He goes, what do life coaches do? <laughs> what, what do life coaches do? You know, life coaches help you get on the path to figuring out your life, right? Because a lot of times in life, there are so many things that you can't see within yourself. And so that's what a life coach does. They help you, you know, tap into your highest potential. They have help you get past your old mindset, right? That voice that I told you that says, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. They help you get past that. You know, they help you figure out what is it that you really want to do? They they help you get to that aha moment. Like I said, that aha moment that I had where I started to connect the dots, that's what a life coach does. They help you on the path to creating the life you love and trying to figure out what's going to make you happy. And a lot of times it's the simple things, right? It's so funny. Like people think it's so hard and it's so complicated. What a life coach does is they help to simplify things for you. They help to remove that that chaos and confusion and help you to declutter your life and help you to declutter your thoughts and and show you how to take steps to move forward instead of taking 10 steps back. And why do you value decluttering people's lives so much? Why do I value that? (laughs) Because it helped me get through some of the worst times of my life by getting rid of old mindset, right? Getting rid of people that probably I didn't need to be spending time with. Uh, So that helped me to create the life I love. It helped me to focus more on the things that were important to me. It helped me to be a better person. And so that's why it's important to me to, to help other people get to that place where they can declutter their mind, declutter their life, declutter whatever it is that's blocking them from living in their highest potential. That's why it's important to me because it's something that helped me get on this path to success and help me to become a better person. So yeah, that's very important to me to help people, you know, declutter whatever it is that they need to declutter in their life. So that's the main thing a lot of these life coaches do. They have experiences in life and you've had experiences and you take those experiences and you use it to help other people that are at stages that you've been through before. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, this was a great interview. Thank you for being on the show, Miss Woodvine. Do you have any final words or remarks you'd like to say to the audience? I always have last words, but I guess I would just say create a mission statement for your life. And I know initially it's not going to be easy because, like I said, you know, a lot of people sometimes don't even know where to start. 
but start out by writing writing out the things that you're good at, writing out the things that bring you joy, writing out the things that bring you happiness. Because when you focus on the things that bring you joy, happiness, and personal fulfillment, that will become your passion. So focus on those things. Don't focus on the things that make you feel bad. Focus on the things that make you feel good. Focus on the things that make you feel happy. It doesn't take a lot to enjoy life. And sometimes people make it so complicated with external things that they think they have that they need to make them feel happy. Take the time out to to do things for you. You know, sometimes we're in situations where we're constantly givers and other people are takers, right? So take time out for yourself and try to find something that makes you happy, that makes you smile, that makes you feel good. It could be simple things, but take the time out because life is what you make it, you know, and you can change anything at any given time in your life. You just have to make that decision. All right. Thank you again for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Jimbo Parish Show.